Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. So last week we left off uh, talking with Sagi Schreiber about where he's been the first part of his journey. And man, we're back for part two. So I'm super excited because I know kind of the behind the scenes and where things are and, and the journey along the way. And Sagi has such an amazing story of transformation and the growth that he's he's come through and where he's still headed to. So I'm excited to have Sagi back with me. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, good, man. Doing super fantastic. Thank you for having me on for part two. Exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because last time we had uh, we had stopped with um, you had had Calvin out. He had done some coaching with you from there. You headed um, out to San Diego yeah. and went to social media marketing world. You had the chance to meet Pat Flynn and uh, JLD. Can you touch a little bit more on that? Like, yeah. how did that all play out? For sure. So. First of all, man, I just want to say it's every time it's just great talking to you. So Mike missed you, man. Like, and, you know, the sense we last kind of like had our uh, kind of like Zoom sessions. Um, and now, you know, we haven't, I guess part two took a while for us to, to complete. So happy to be back on and uh, to be here with all of you listening to us. Um, <laughs> and I think what we can do, you know, since uh, I don't know if you listen to part one right now, or maybe you just are listening to this part two. Um, uh, you know, and, and because it's detached from part one. So let's just give a recap of what happened just from Calvin. Right. So, um, I was, I started a business and I couldn't make it. I just, at the beginning, everything was fine, but then I just couldn't pull a dime out of my own company for myself for six months. Now having two kids and a mortgage and everything like that, I just fell into debt. I had to take a personal loan because my partner was well off. So we didn't take a business loan. He was okay. I was the one without savings or anything like that. So I felt like a real entrepreneur. I need to take care and get a loan. That's what I did. I took a loan. I wasted the entire loan um, very fast. And I got into a, a pretty bad debt. Um, and for the first time in my life, I, you know, I just couldn't make out how I'm going to make an extra dollar for next month uh, when my, the credit cards are due. And um, 
and you know all the payments are due and i know that i'm not going to have a dime to pull for my own uh family that's the part where i understood i really need help so i reached out to kelvin who i read his book and i listened to it first of all on jld's podcast eo fire and then after listening to him i got his book i read his book and i was very inspired by this guy so i reached out on message i'm like hey like um and and from then on you know um the the to make a long story short um I hired Kelvin and um, I flew him out to Israel with money I did not have. I was in debt. I was not making him like I knew I'm going to be very much like in that position in just a couple of weeks. But I flew him out with like uh, on my basically on my credit card, you know, like um, like with money I didn't have. And um, and he got here to Israel and he had like, this VIP day with me and he helped me build my vision. He was like, Sagi, what is your vision? What do you want to accomplish? And it was like three goals on that list uh, that I remember out of like, obviously, first of all, was like my family and time with my family, which I did not take any time with my family in, in the past, like six months um, prior to that, because I tried to monetize. And I was thinking, I was under the belief that I need to monetize. And that's the first priority. It's for my family and my family should support me on that. And that was like the, the thought that also I talk a lot to a lot of other entrepreneurs when they're stressed out in cash and cash flow. Like that's their, a lot of time they go into this like provider mode. Like, you know, a lot of men, especially like do that. Like we need to provide. This is our responsibility. Everybody should back us up, but it doesn't really work like that. One, your family doesn't really support you. They don't understand. Nobody understands. Two, when you work very hard and you don't see your family and, um, and you don't take care of yourself, you don't work out because you don't have time. You don't spend time with your kids or your, or your uh, loved ones because you don't have time. You don't take care of yourself. You are going down. You're not anywhere near making the right decisions or being in, in, in clarity of mind. Um, and and the, just the fog in your head just keeps making more. Just imagine your head full of fog. It just keeps more fog and more fog and more fog. You don't have any time to clean the fog. So therefore, how can you make the right decisions? And, and as a business owner, our number one priority, and that's what I didn't get back then. I thought real entrepreneurs need to go down with the ship, whatever, like hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, another entrepreneur friend who was, sorry, not successful, but you know, he made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, never really made it. But he told me like, you need to tell your wife, honey, rub my back. I'm going to war. And it really told me that. And I actually told my wife something similar. I came to her, like I said, honey, like this is like war here. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to war. So I need you to support me on this. I had a conversation with her, like really like that. And I, I, it's funny. I'm laughing when I'm saying it right now. But, you know, back then I thought it was serious. Um, it was just a bad thing to do. So first of all, if you're in this, in this like monetization mode, like provider mode, stop. It's not right. It's not healthy for you. And it's not healthy for your business. And you're not going to get anywhere with that mold. Yes, you need to take responsibility. But the way to take responsibility and actually succeed is actually making sure you take care of yourself. So the first thing I put in this vision was taking care of myself, was going back to working out and going to take time with my family and everything like that. And then I wrote down like three main goals. One was a financial goal, which uh, for me, it was a very small goal. It was like to make, uh, it was 50, 50K Israeli shekel, which is the equivalent of about like uh, 14K back then, like back then 14K. Um, and so 50K Israeli shekels, I said, okay, it never made that much in my life in a month. So six months from now, in, if, I, if I make that much in six months from now, just like 50K a month, 
I even if it's just a fluke and I have a 50k month, that would be amazing. I would I would feel great. Okay, good. So 50k. Now next, uh, I want to if I do make the 50k, I would start a community helping other entrepreneurs that are struggling. Okay, boom, got that down. Third one. If I make it and I launch a community, I'm going to get on a popular podcast to tell my story. And then I wrote down two names, Pat Flynn or JLD. And I didn't, you know, back then, again, a broke anonymous entrepreneur from Israel um, um, thinking, you know, and I, I've been following this guy for years and they have millions of followers. But I was like, I wrote that down. Who cares? It's just a piece of paper, you know, um, but I just wrote it down. Um, and um, I think that's a lot of the thing of like what a good coach can do is like it can help you get into the zone of like where you can actually think clearly about what you actually want in the future. And it's a good, um, that's something to learn as CEOs, as CEOs of our lives, not only our companies, but our lives. We need to find ourselves the CEOs of our life and have a vision for our life and lead the way. And that's exactly what he put me in that position of like thinking about the vision and leading myself towards that vision. Um, and, and, um, and it was holistic. I had goals for my family. I had goals for my, like for my time with my family back then, for my time with my wife, separate from the kids, for my time with the, um, like for my sports and, and working out and everything. So everything was like holistic in that vision. And, um, so guys, if you're listening to this and you're taking your time out, build a vision, think about six months from now, you're waking up really, really happy with yourself, super proud of what you've done in the past six months. What do you have going on financially, habit-wise? What habits do you have in place? Uh, like everything that you know you have in place in six months from now, if everything's perfect, your financial situation, how much are you making, what job you're working with, what people you're working with, name some people that you are following that you would love to work with. Um, and and just imagine your best life you ever in like six months. Six months is just almost tomorrow. It's so quick. But then again, it's enough to build something, you know. So it's like it's a, it's a nice time frame. All right. So um, in one month, I made fifty five k Israeli shekel. Like it just so happened, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like this actually is a, it's a thing. Um, I, how did that happen? Like you know, and and. Um, and the, the way it happened is basically, I think, understanding now, like from what I know, it's a spiritual part of things. When I had the time to think vision and visualize my future, the, the world and the universe opened up and gave me a bit of what I wanted already. It's like, hey, no problem. Here's one client. Here's one workshop. One client plus one workshop in a month equals 55K Israeli shekel. Here you go. Like, whoa. That was amazing. So anyways, uh, in design, obviously, because uh, I took design clients and I took a, another design workshop. Um, and so, um, and, and the thing is like before that, when I was stuck, I couldn't find a client for months. I, I was trying to find clients, but, you know, either I was too expensive for them or um, over, you know, overqualified or anything like that, that or they wanted me as, a, um, as an employee, not as a freelance. So anyways, like I just couldn't find clients. But again, it was me not actually wanting clients. And when I said, okay, I know what I need to do now. I need to provide, take responsibility, do whatever is needed. And one of those things and now for my financial goal is to find clients and what I do best, which is design. Then I was really aligned with myself. And that alignment in yourself opened the universe up to give me what I want. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, that totally makes sense. 
Okay, cool. So, so, so if I, and then when I had like that 50K month or 55K month, again, Israeli shekels, which is equivalent to about 14K, I said, okay, so what if I, what if I can double that? What, what do I reach out next? Like, okay, I'll reach for 100K. 100K Israeli shekels would be a huge goal for me. I never know anyone in my life who made like 100K. Like for me, that was a lot of money back then. Um, and um, it's funny me saying that now, like back then, five, you know, 100K in revenue is like, you know, but, but back then for me, it was a lot. And I, I bet for a lot of people right now, it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay. I'm going to reach for 100K. How am I going to do that? And I was inspired by Jim Carrey's story. Did I, t- did I talk about that in the podcast? No, in you haven't one? yet. No? Okay, okay. So Jim Carrey, all right? Jim Carrey came to Hollywood 1988, I think. Um, totally broke. Nobody knows him. Un- like, um, not, not so broke. He just had some cash, but he, he was, was not really like working in a stable job. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything going on. He just know, he, he known, he is known. He wanted to be a famous actor in Hollywood. And when he came there, he just went every day up to the hills with his uh, broken car, went up to the hills, sat on the hood of his car and just imagined himself, just visualized himself being a very successful actor and everybody wanting to work with him. Mm-hmm. Another thing that, so visualization, right? Second thing Jim Carrey did is he wrote himself a check. And that was only in 1991 when he wrote that check. And he wrote it for 1994. And again, Jim Carrey was not known still in 1991. He was not succeeding yet. It was just like maybe starting to feel a bit of traction, but like not anything near like anything. So he wrote himself a check for $10 million mm. for services, uh, acting services rendered. And he hung it on a board in his house, just let it sit there. And with the years, you know, he put other stuff on top of that and stuff like that. So it, like you couldn't even see the check, but he just wrote that check for Thanksgiving 1994. 1994 comes around and uh, Jim Carrey finishes S. Ventura and assigns Dumb and Dumber or something like that, um, or the other way, something like that, making $10 million just a month before his check was due. Crazy, right? The power of manifestation, the power of writing things down. We have so much power when you write things down. And so um, I said, let's write myself a check. So I wrote myself a check for 100K. I put it up on my fridge um, with the months, obviously, you know, more magnets came on top of that check. I couldn't even see it. It was just there. I forgot it was there even. So I didn't really look at it. Um, um, and then obviously it wasn't easy. I, I hustled, I worked like it was, it was a lot of finding the balance between everything I wanted to accomplish. Some of my vision items I took out. At least they were prioritized. It's another thing when you build a vision, all your items have to be prioritized. So for me, my kids and my wife were on the top of the list. Under that, my business goals. And then some of the business goals were just like, you know, some stuff I wanted to get done, some projects I wanted to, to create, um, but they're on the bottom. So with time, I came to understand I do need to prioritize and I do need to cut things out. So I, a couple of things I, I let go. So you let go of some things in your vision. It's not set in stone. You can change it at any point and uh, it's okay. But um, so, and, and I worked very hard. Uh, sometimes I found myself struggling with like, okay, now there's like this thing for the kids, but I want to do this webinar. How do I like, so it was like the constant struggle, obviously, um, tri- client problems, like everything that you can imagine. But again, 
I kept at it. Not only kept at it, I got more coaches along the way. I got two more coaches, one to help me build the community because I knew I wanted to build a community once I make it in six months. And two, I hired a financial coach because I knew that was my uh, the less what I'm less good at. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't well financially educated ever and I, I needed a financial coach. So um, I, I worked with three coaches for like almost the entirety of, of that uh, six months. And, um, and I really, really like, I, I, I look at it, like putting a team around you, right. When a boxer goes into the ring, he has his team around him, right in the corner. Um, so I imagined that like that and, um, and I kept at it and it was at the second, that, the check was for the first of the first 2018. And then here comes the second of the first 2018. And I'm just fixing myself something to it, to eat, um, in the kitchen and then my wife's in the living room and she's going over our accounting software. And she's like, Sagi, you should come here. I'm like, what? I think there's a bug in the software. Like, what bug? It's like, it looks like you made over 100K Israeli shekels in, in, you know, in last month, in December. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden, I remember the check. So I run to the fridge. I snatch the, the check. I, like, I clear out the magnets, snatch the check, run to the computer and I look at the check, I put it next to the computer screen and I'm seeing 100K on my computer screen. I'm seeing 100K on my check. I snap, I, I just took a photo right now. I have that photo in my computer. I'll send it over. It's amazing. This is like the best proof ever, like of manifestation. It says like, amazing. It worked. I couldn't believe it. Um, and so uh, that month I opened the community. Back then it was called Mindful and Rootless. Right now it's called Commit First. Um, and, um, and then I bought a ticket to fly out to 10X conference in Las Vegas. And after that, to social media marketing world, um, not knowing anything besides the fact that in social media marketing world, I know Pat is going to be the main speaker and the, the keynote speaker. Um, and I said, this guy's probably going to have fans, you know, all over him. And it's enough for me to see him in a hallway and shake his hand, but I'm going to get my face, my face in front of his face. And that's what's going to happen. Like that's, you know, that was like my agenda. I'm like, that's the closest I can get to my vision. Um, and so I flew out there. Um, 10X was amazing. Uh, Kevin was there. He met me at 10X and we drove together to San Diego after that. Just like, such an amazing experience. Just like blown away by the fact that I can even pay for myself for flights all over, across the sea and, and for a conference like that. And it was my first business conference, like 9,000 people at 10X, like an amazing conference. So much inspiration. It's where I met uh, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet and, um, and a lot of great, great, great speakers. And so... Um, Another thing, by the way, that I saw there was one evening, I was just like walking around trying to find myself in the hotels, uh, in, the, in the casino, the hotels like area. I was just like, you walk inside for hours, right? And you see all those old ladies at the casinos, machines with, with cigarettes in there, smoking in the, like in the middle of like the casino, like it's like a complete different culture. Um, but then, yes. you know, I got to the point where the restaurants are. And all of a sudden I'm seeing like Grand Cardone and Ed Milet and Andy Frisella and like all these uh, all these great, 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 great guys sit like amazing speakers sitting together, laughing, having fun at the dinner table. Mm. And I'm like, wow, wow. Like, look at that. You know, like I wish, you know, I wish that, you know, like what would I give to just be there for a second? Let's like, um, and, um, those people reached such success that it's just amazing. So I have a lot to inspire for, right? And then, okay, I kept going. Um, went to, all right, so we, we drove out to San Diego and, um, 
and I come to San Diego and I'm just, again, that, uh, that entrepreneur on the rise, Israeli entrepreneur, just, you know, enjoying San Diego. Right. And I was just like enjoying my time. And then uh, we, we got there, we took an Airbnb and, um, and Kevin and I volunteered to uh, work at social media marketing world uh, in order to get like free access. So, um, and to meet great people, but again, it's like free access to the conference and everything. It's great. Um, and so um, when we were there um, at like a rundown of the event, it was the day before the conference. And all of a sudden, we're just like sitting, like someone like explaining what we need to do and everything, like sitting in this uh, in this room. And all of a sudden, um, I'm notified on my phone that Pat Flynn is having a meetup uh, that night in downtown San Diego. We work downtown San Diego. And I'm like, whoa, I got to be at that meetup. I have to be there. I go to buy a ticket and then I find out they're all sold out. I'm like, oh my God, this can't be like, no way. And I'm like, as soon as, and then I said to myself, I don't care. I'm going to be there. I just like kind of like committed. I'm going to be there. As soon as I committed to being there with myself, I didn't tell anyone. It's like all of a sudden, boop, a message notifies in Facebook uh, group of the volunteers that one of the volunteers um, is jet lagged and is giving away his ticket to Pat's meetup. <laughs> I'm like, me, me, give me the ticket. And he's like, okay, you got it. Give me the ticket. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough, and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, Head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. I went that night and I was just like, I got out of that training um, at, the, at the conference center. And I just like, I'm just walking uh, happily, joyfully, just walking down in, in the streets of downtown San Diego towards that, towards WeWork. And I recorded myself also like being excited about it. I was like trying to vlog back then. So at least I had some documentation of that time. It was just like exciting. And I just like remember coming to WeWork and uh, taking the elevator to the third floor, coming out the elevator, boom, crazy line just to get the the ticket, like just to get the, you know, (laughs) the ticket to get to enter the the area. And I thought, wow, okay, that's a lot of people. So I waited in line for like 15 minutes, got my ticket, went inside. Um, and then inside was even more packed. And the, the, the whole entire floor of WeWork was like packed with people. And it was divided into two sections. One is the networking section. And one is the kind of like um, the section where you see like a line of people. And I was like, okay, that's probably where Pat is. It's like a huge line. So I get there and I follow the line. And I'm just like following the line. I'm counting the people. Okay, where is the line leading to? Come on. Like, just like following with my finger, kind of like tracking, tracing the line. All of a sudden, boom, Pat Flynn at the end of the line. Pat Flynn, Pat Flynn. I can't believe it. I was just like fanboying. Um, and, um, and I was like, okay, fine. I went and stood in line. And I said, okay. So you've got to formulate a plan because, you know, Pat is having like so many people see him that night. Like, how the hell do you make him remember you? 
Um, and it was such a, you know, such a challenge, like, because everybody once had to remember them. Right. And, and everybody's just probably like praising him and, and thanking him. And I see him like hugging everyone kind of like, and, and, um, everybody asking for selfies and, uh, and I'm like, everybody's asking for stuff. Like, how can I actually get to the point where, you know, he actually remembers me with, with, with me not asking for something or, for... and then I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to offer him this free design. I'm going to have for him free, offer him free design. So the way I can give, I, I can get Pat to remember me is if I, if I give him value, not if I ask anything of him, that it's, it's if I give him value. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to offer him free design services, whatever he needs. Um, and then uh, I waited for like half an hour at the line, like half an hour while I'm standing in line, I'm seeing another line. I'm like, this is not our line. So where is that heading? So I'm starting to, again, follow with the finger and trace that line, like, counting the heads. Like, like, where is this line going? What the heck? And then at the end of that line, who is at the end of the line? JLD. JLD, the two people that I had on my list about seven months prior to that. It was not six months, but already seven months has passed. But still, seven months before, I wrote two names on a piece of freaking paper in, in like broke, anonymous completely you know feeling like a failure but like i wrote those two names down on a piece of paper in tel aviv and now they're both standing in front of my eyes it was just unbelievable i didn't even know jelly is going to be at that conference he's not he wasn't speaking so it was just like it was just there um and uh i said okay oh the you know universe something is like up I, it's not nothing is you know there's no way it was such a coincidence. And so I came up to Pat and I said, Hey, uh, Pat, listen, like, thank you so much, man. I, I, I so appreciate, you know, everything that you've done for me in your podcast, because I learned so much. I was really just being authentic and thanking him. And um, I said, because you gave me so much value, I want to give you some value back. I want to offer you like, listen, I was, and, and, you know, at this point, I want to stop for a second. I want to say, have you watched Steve Jobs commencement speech? Mm-mm. No. All right. So he has an amazing commencement speech. So if you, you can watch it and, and everybody here listening, just go watch Steve Jobs commencement speech because it's amazing. And over there, he speaks about connecting the dots. And he says, in your life, especially in your career, you will not be able to connect the dots as they go along. But at one point in your career or a couple points, you'll be able to trace and connect the dots and you'll understand they all connect. And um, at that moment, you know, throughout my, my throughout my design career, I was the first designer at Fiverr. Um, I was a, a director of design at SimilarWeb, which acquired my startup, and I was built a successful design career in user experience. But I didn't know that you know I didn't actually care about what companies I worked with, kind of you know. But when I came there and I told Pat, "Hey, Pat, listen, like I was the first designer at Fiverr, and Pat uses Fiverr," so he was like, "Oh my God, really?" I was like, yeah. And, and then, you know, I had my startup and it got acquired by similar web. He's like similar web. I know similar web. Oh my God. And, um, and like, so I knew those two companies and the dots connected. I got credibility immediately. I said, and listen, man, like, I just want to offer you anything you need with your design. I'll be very happy to help for free, free of charge. I want to give you value back. If you need any help with your website, any help with any app that you're building, like I'm here. Like, and, and all of a sudden his face lit up 
it was just like, you know, a smile went on his face. I saw something different in his eyes and said, oh man, thank you. And he gave me a hug and said, here's my personal email, gave him his personal email. And, um, and, and also then uh, just, you know, it was just a great connection. And, um, and then I went on to GLD, went in line, got, got there. Calvin introduced me. Calvin was there with me. So I introduced me to GLD. Um, and, uh, and with GLD, same thing. I said, man, you gave me so much value. I met my coach here, Calvin, because of you. Like, this, this is why I'm here. So, um, you know, I, I would love to offer you also, like, any, any design I can help you with, like, I would love to help you for free. Like, and so um, I come back from, from this, like, amazing experience. I'm like... I can go back home now. I can fly home right now. I'm good. <laughs> you know, but then there was a conference and it was great. Uh, and, um, and, and here's the thing. Like, so I came back to Israel um, and I, um, and, and some time has passed and I'm like, okay, nothing's going on. Those guys like, and I, I sent an email out to Pat, Pat gave me his email. And um, I don't, I don't remember sending an email to JLD, but I did give him my email. I think he asked for my email. He didn't give me his email or something like that. Um, and then um, a week has passed, no answer from, from Pat Flynn. So I'm like, okay, I'll follow up. Pat, what's up? Sagi here, da, da, da. Like, I, I don't remember what it was. Um, no, okay, I remember. So Pat, a week after the, the conference, sends an email, but not to me. <laughs> I said, I get an email from Pat. I'm excited. I open it up, but it's not for me. It's for his old list. It's like, I'm opening a mastermind. Um, and this mastermind has spots for only a limited amount of people, very limited, uh, all has to be great entrepreneurs. Um, and I would like to coach you for, for a year. And this is like my first mastermind. It's completely like exclusive. Uh, there's going to be probably a lot of applications, but we're not going to, we're again, we're keeping it very, very small. And I said, okay, I'll fill it out. I filled out the application. It took me about an hour and a half to like <laughs> fill out the entire application um and then i just waited no answer like a week goes by no answer so i follow up i send an email out to pat like hey pat what's up like you know um i filled out your application hey it's a gita israeli designer by the way like remember me from the conference da, da, da. like so i followed up no answer um almost a week goes by again i said okay you know i'll just send another follow-up 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 it's the best thing to do ever so i just followed up again and um no answer again. And then it was, it was one day, it was just like one day. I remember there's like a Thursday and a Friday. So the Thursday of that, I don't remember if it was that week or the other, it doesn't matter. I get an email back from, uh, from uh, Jess, Pet's assistant. Basically, mm -hmm. we would love to have you on um, in the accelerator. You accepted to our mastermind, to the accelerator. Um, congrats. And just so you know, Pat said that uh, one of the reasons he accepted you is because of your follow-ups um, and your persistence. Really? Yeah. And, um, and because he remembered me and I followed up. And yeah. you know what? Like, boom, I got in. And we booked a call for Friday. Friday comes along. On Friday, I get an email from JLD saying, hey, Sagi, remember that design we talked about? Would love help with my website. Um, and so it ended happening on that Friday. I had a call with Pat um, to talk about, uh, it was kind of like the, the let's get to know each other call uh, before the mastermind. And the first thing Pat says is like, so game, man, you got a great story. Let's get you on our podcast. And oh here we go about like, I don't know, it was like about seven, eight months after I wrote that down piece of paper, I was invited and booked to appear on, on, um, on JLD's show, on a Pat Flint show. 
SPI. And I looked at my vision sheet after that, and I thought I wrote to be already on the show, but I didn't. I actually wrote to be booked to appear on a show in six months. So basically, I was booked to be appeared on a show in eight months, but still, freaking great, right? Yeah. Um, what, what a coincidence. What a chance. I, I ended up redesigning also Pat Flynn's, uh, uh, sorry, Jeldy's um, top part of the homepage. Um, and still up to now, it's like the design is, is I think, is the same design. Um, and, um, and after that, we got to work on another project later on down the line. We completely design, redesigned and rebuilt uh, Podcast as Paradise. And, um, and with Pat, I enjoyed the mastermind, uh, including a two-day mastermind at San Diego in a beautiful villa on the ocean with 12 amazing entrepreneurs. It was 12 amazing entrepreneurs and myself. Like, and, mm. and it was just like, I was the only one outside the US, the only one. Um, and uh, I am friends with almost all of them until this day. Uh, great people. And, um, and yeah, the relationship with Pat is everything. I mean, I had him on my show. Uh, he had me on his show. Um, I had him on my show twice, actually. Like one time I came to San Diego after that. And I just like, we just booked and I met him at WeWork and we recorded a podcast. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a relationship now. It's more than just like, you know, someone, you know, like those people I followed for years are now like, you know, kind of um, they're in your connections, circle. right? Like, yeah, they're in, I, I'm, I'm on their circle. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, and it says like, they say it's the success of the people, the success that you have in your life is all about the people you know, and it's not true because it's the success you have in your life. It's all about the people that know you. And mm -hmm. I think once you get on someone's circle, um, that's, it means a lot. And that's kind of like what I practice since then. If I want someone to be on their circle, I invest in that someone. Uh, it means keep being in coaching programs, being like, you know, on different, like when Pat, when Jelly came out with that, um, with that book, right? With, the, with his book, which is a mm -hmm. great book, regardless, I would have bought just a regular copy. Most people would just buy a regular copy for themselves, right? But I bought the most entire lux luxurious package that he had over there. Like, I think it was like 3,500. I remember like, like buying like tons of books that I know I couldn't ship to Israel because they would kill me with taxes. So I already know I'm losing the books. I'm not doing it for the books. And I just paid him just to, here you go, man. I support you. Love you. Here's like all the value that you given me. Here you go. Uh, you know, I, I'm buying the biggest package I can. All those books that you have, just give them away at conferences. I don't care. You get it. You know, uh, just send me one signed. That's all I want. Yeah. Um, and um, I think we also gave away a couple more and he came on the podcast also to talk about it. And, and uh, we were at the mastermind. That's where we met, right? Yes. Uh, so here we go. Look at the amazing connections that come out of like doing that. And also, again, Jeldy, you know, is, is, a, is an email away. Um, and, mm. and I'm not meaning that by taking advantage or of his influence. I'm just saying, like, again, I want to be surrounded in my circle and to have, you know, in my circle, the most amazing people that I want, like, that I can. Um, and, and, um, and to know that I'm in relationships with those people. And I, and I know that right now, you know, I'm not at the level of JLD or Pat Flynn in terms of, um, uh, wealth, you know, maybe not yet. Um, but I know that once, you know, I hang out with those kind of people, that's where my mindset shifts. And when, when you hang out with people that are above your level, I would say, or a couple steps in front of, ahead of you, I don't know how, how people want to say it, not to underestimate myself, but still, I, you know, the, I, I understand people are like, some people are just farther on their, on the scale of 
um, of um, vibrance or, you know what I'm saying? Like on frequent, different frequencies than me. And in order to get to the higher frequency, I need to be at their surroundings to understand, you know, how to get to that frequency. Um, and that's what really, really matters because talking to Pat, another talk, another session with Pat, another session, you know, seeing how he operates from close by, GLD, another call with GLD. And we had that one-on-one call as well. And like, and, and, and again, like interviewing him on my podcast, it's like slowly I'm getting there. Now it's Chris Ducker. I'm really, really uh, like close to Chris. I love him to that. He's amazing. And he's way more than just like another coach to me or, or another like mentor. It's like, he's really an, an amazing human being. And I just really want to learn from him. So I invest in everything he does. I now just uh, bought into his mastermind, to his like uh, inner circle for, for this year, for 2022. So it's like, this is what I do. I invest in relationships like heavily. Um, also, um, you know, Mr. J, uh, probably, right? Yeah. And, and so Mr. J, all my mentors are people that I really highly appreciate are multimillionaires that have built their entire success by themselves, that have had to reprogram their minds um, and, and are now living on this like other frequency that I want to get to. Um, and I really believe that this is what helps me now push myself further and, and higher. Um, and that's what I'm very excited about. I'm just excited about like, you know, I, I think it just has to do with the reason I'm saying that is because I think everybody here right now, listen, like all of us here, right. We're aspiring entrepreneurs. Let's say we're aspiring to be, be become a better person. Right. We cannot do that. Like, and Albert Einstein, he has this quote saying, um, doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result is basically the definition of uh, definition of insanity. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not exactly in those words, but something like that. Right. So it's, it's, this is it. Like we cannot expect to be surrounded by the same surrounding that we grew up in and expect the same result. We actually have to change our surroundings, change our inner circle. I let go. I let go of most of my friends. Most like it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of it, but I did it for myself, for my own sake. I am not in my certain circles that I used to be three or four years ago. All my high school friends, I'm still friends with them. I love them to death, but I'm not hanging out with them anymore. I'm just not. When they talk about their nine to five jobs and their like regular lives, which nothing's wrong with a nine to five job again, but I, I can't get on like a level of talking to them and the level that I talk to my entrepreneur friends. Again, it's like, you know, so uh, about li- building a legacy, about the challenges, about mindset, about growth mindset. Um, I just talked to, and, and then again, I, sw- I, I brought in people that are just really inspiring to me. So I know we, we're close up to the end, but that's it. Yeah. I was going to say, Sagi, we could go for another hour <laughs> just talking about like how it has transformed like our lives in the changes that we've made, like what you've seen as far as your family and everything like that. But I know that, you know, time is, time is tight. And so, um, I do want to wrap up this with how can people get in touch with you? Because it's like, you have dropped some amazing information in the fact of setting those goals, being intentional, prioritizing them, and then surrounding yourself, you know, with people that are going in that direction that you want. So how can people get in touch with you and, and connect with you more? Thank you, Mike. Um, so 
Yeah, man. I, first of all, man, I, I just see the time and I can't believe I was so long-winded. I usually am not so long-winded, but um, I just, it maybe I'm just job, passionate buddy. about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the, um, this was stuff that, that is encouraging and insightful and inspiring. And so that's where I was like, yep, just carry on, man. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the behind the scenes stuff where it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, I got from here to here. It was super easy. No, right. there's a struggle. There's growth. There's, yeah. there's sacrifice that you've made along the yeah. way to still move and get yeah. to where you're at. But you sharing what you have behind the scenes in, in yeah. the secret stuff that I really appreciate because that's not something that we all get the chance to hear. So thank you, my friend. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and can I, can I finish with one tip before I say how people can yeah. find me? Uh, one, not one very important tip that I learned in the years after that, after I had that experience, because I had downfalls, I had crazy downfalls, like uh, may, actually maybe just like one very crazy downfall. Okay. Like one, mm-hmm. I mean, I had one more time where my business kind of like, I tried to launch something completely failed. I was in debt again, kind of like not in debt, but kind of like I, I was down under like really bad financially. Mm-hmm. And I had to recover and actually save the business in the upcoming months and launch another thing. And, you know, with all the uncertainty now and everything around it and like say, man, I hope like at this point that this thing that I'm launching now will succeed, you know? Um, so I did have downfalls. It's not that I didn't. And I had hard times. I had a lot of bad news come my way, a lot of struggles in the business. You just, you can't be an entrepreneur without it, right? But here's the thing that I learned. And I learned something which is like, if I can take my time back, I, I, I would I would try it from the get go, and I bet I would be more successful now. But here, that's the you know that's the way of learning. So learn from my mistakes, everyone. And here's two two things that you need to do: one, detach yourself from the results. Measure your own confidence and self esteem based on your actions, and your actions are derived by your uh, aspirations. Okay, so you have aspirations are leading to your actions, and actions lead to your self esteem. Usually actions lead to results and then we derive our self-esteem from our results, but that's not what we should do. We should detach the results, so many outcomes and things like externally that we don't control. We don't control the results, right? There, there might be COVID coming and, and another variant and the stock prices will fall and whatever it will, you'll do will not succeed at that moment, although you, you prepared for it for months. So just detach yourself from the results because only thing that matters is your actions. At any given point, any given point. And I hate to say it, Suki, I got to jump off. So we'll have to wrap up on the connection. So so that's it. That's it. Find me at Commit First. Uh, Find the podcast on YouTube and on Spotify, Commit First with Suki Schreiber. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Love you, Mike. All right. Likewise. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. Helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.